Welcome to Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. On today's episode, we'll be chatting all about private practice season five, episode two. Episode two, Breaking the Rules, was written by Steve Blackman and directed by Tom Verica. My favorite. (laughs) It aired on October 6th, 2011. I just really like my co-host here is just giggling her little face off. Tom Verica is my favorite director, okay? My favorite director of TV. Judgment-free zone. I just love how you're like, I love it. It <laughs> <laughs> was so real. <laughs> Enjoy. Well, as you – oh, did I say it aired on October 6, 2011? Anyway, it did. Yes. Yeah, it did. <laughs> we have a really special guest host on the pod today. You've already heard her voice. You know her. You love her. Please welcome actor of stage and screen, dance teacher extraordinaire, host of the Artistic Beginnings podcast, and A-plus friend, this is Melody Hollis. Hello, everybody. Glad to be back. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hello. Tom Verica's doing like six episodes of the new Young Charlotte on Netflix, the prequel to Bridgerton, about Charlotte, King George III's wife. Ooh, that sounds interesting. I didn't even know that was happening. I'm so out of the loop with Shondaland stuff. (laughs) I'm more into it because of the historical aspect of it, because she's so interesting to me as Mm -hmm. a historical figure. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually just an incredible episode on her, on, I believe it was Noble Blood. I think it was Noble Blood. Hmm. I'm just so fascinated with women and, like, let's be honest here, girls who are married Mm, off. Yes, yeah. (laughs) And, like, sent to different countries to rule the countries that they've never been in. Yeah. And then they get there, and instead of saying anything like, oh, so brave, so courageous, like, leaving everything you've ever known, Mm -hmm. they're like, "Mm, she's pretty plain. Mm, She's not that pretty. Yeah. Mm. And here she's gorgeous. Yeah, and also like <laughs> taking on a lot. <laughs> that yeah, too. it is. It is crazy. Like history. <laughs> yeah, I love deep diving, and then I get depressed, and then I have to stop deep diving for a minute. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I just Noble Blood. I love Noble Blood. Dana Schwartz is one of my favorite podcasters and authors, and she just did an episode on. Oh, was it the Pope during? the second half of world war ii so there was oh, a interesting pope. oh my goodness what was his name i can just google it i'm writing so this the first down pope this sounds like something i would actually enjoy too oh Noble yeah. blood, yes yes amazing so pope pius the 12th was like he started in 1939 and then in mm-hmm. 1943 when you know Hitler was, you know, killing our <laughs> doing kin. his thing. Yeah, yeah, doing his thing. Um, yep. he was like, there were t- something like twenty five hundred Jews that were going to be deported to Auschwitz, and he was mm. like, "Well, I'll save the ones who either will baptize as Catholic or are married to Catholics." Oh so my he saved God. some of them. I mean, and then of the other for saving ones, some, but like, damn, <laughs> what a line to put sixteen. 16 survived, one six out of that, like over 2,000. Oh my God. But it's just very Spanish Inquisition to me of like, sure, if you'll yeah. become our religion, you don't have to die. Yeah, yeah. You if, have to you, leave. if you assimilate, then you can, yeah, you can't be who you are. <laughs> you have to just. Yeah. 
<laughs> change everything about you and your core beliefs. Um, and then you can live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what's really interesting is Pope Pius XI, who died in 1939, mm-hmm. was writing until like literally the day of his death, was writing these speeches and and these papers denouncing anti-Semitism and trying to speak out against what would become known as the Holocaust, but just like yeah. genocide in general. Yeah. And yeah. then he died. And the guy after him, who they're trying to make a saint right now. Yeah. It's is really not interesting. It's, <laughs> it's not a saint. Yeah. It's not have saint-like behavior. Yeah. No, it won't be the most recent episode of Noble Blood when this episode airs because we're batching, yeah. as I said. But <laughs> yeah. we're a little right now. It is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that can tell you when oh, we're interesting. recording. Yeah, a fun little. I you love have to Noble go for a little a little hunt for that. Yeah, it's just called Pope yeah. Pius the Twelfth. How interesting! That's crazy. Interesting. Yeah. No, there's. I feel like there's always something that's that was burned or wasn't written down that happened, and yeah, yeah. There's always pieces of history that will be lost, unfortunately, either by just time or because people didn't want other people to know about it, so they burned it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm here. <laughs> um, I'm good. Like, genuinely, right now, uh, in this point in time when we're recording, I'm good. I can't speak for myself in for tomorrow or for later today, but right now, in this moment, I'm good, <laughs> which is all you can ask for. Um, That's truly, yeah, yeah. Weather here is getting better, so that part of my depression is slowly going away I was like oh that's right I forget that seasonal depression is like a real thing every year and I'm like god why do I just feel so much better now that the sun's out and like it's light until 7 p.m again I'm like oh yeah that's right it's a thing that affects like everybody (laughs) how did you even live in New York I didn't get any seasonal depression this year I I think the only the only reason why was just because of all the rain that we've been having. And I do love yeah. rain. It's just it rains so much and like usually when it rains here, it rains for like a day or a couple days and then like not for 6 months. And <laughs> I Then it rained had for too 6 many months. Things, yeah, I had too many things that I had to do in the rain which I'm not a fan of. Like I love a rainy day <laughs> when I can stay at home. I don't love a rainy day when I have to be out and about and doing things. Um, so I think that's more so where mine was from is I was just like, I just want to be done with the rain. <laughs> um, it didn't really happen too much in New York for me, which is weird. Uh, I think because I would just kept myself so busy, I didn't have time to think about anything. <laughs> that's fair. And also over like, you know, quote unquote, like winter break, I would always come back to L.A. to visit my family So I would always have like two to three weeks in 60 degrees sunny weather (laughs) during like the hard months, quote unquote. Um, But also when I was in New York, I really only had like two winters there, not even full ones. And they weren't bad ones. Like it didn't really snow much when I was there. So Mm -hmm. I think I just lucked out with weather there in general. But yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. 
I guess we should tell the dear listeners that we didn't know each other when we both lived in New York. And when we became friends, we realized that we lived a block away from each other. Like, exactly. Which is crazy. Yeah, I know. I think about that all the time. Like, I... I little tangent here, dear listeners. Um, <laughs> we met through a mutual friend of ours during the pandemic. We were reading through, you know, I think we capped out of like 75 plays yeah, and musicals. Yeah, a day, like every it, single day. It was crazy what we were doing. We were, sing- we were reading through, singing through either a musical or play a day and then discussing it afterwards. So it was like five hours of our time, but also none of us were doing anything. So it was, it was a great crash course in – everything but yeah so that's how we met and we didn't actually meet in person until like when was it until I moved here yeah yeah I want to say it was like that Hanukkah party at your house I think I did we meet up with Christina before that or no was that wasn't Hanukkah really early that year wasn't it It like almost the same time as as uh Thanksgiving yes you're right oh my god oh my god that's crazy <laughs> that's crazy and I would consider you like one of my best friends so I know we love how the world works so you know you never know where you're gonna find your people but I promise you'll find them yes yeah but I think about that a lot just like our, how our friendship formed it's pretty incredible yeah <laughs> I feel very lucky but I do yeah. I am upset that we didn't know each other in New York because we lived so close <laughs> I know. And I have yeah. another friend who lives in Venice Beach now, which is like 40 oh, no minutes way. from me. And yeah. she lived – I lived on 50th and 11th, which I don't live there, so like feel free to stalk me there now if you want. <laughs> right, yeah. And yeah. she lived on 50th and 10th. Oh, my God. So it was like a little triangle. I walked past How her fun. house every day to get to the train. I'm and I had no idea she lived there. I walked by your house probably every day because I would either be going to Trader Joe's or Steps or babysitting up, up – like – in uptown area that's crazy that's wild to think about. <laughs> oh. who would have thought who would have thought so what are you reading and or watching right now um not reading anything because my brain can't handle it per usual. but yep. i am watching some great things um first thing i know i am so incredibly late to the party like 10 years late to the party um and I know that I like gave people a lot of crap for how good they said the show was but now that I'm watching I'm like okay yeah I get it I'm breaking so bad oh breaking bad oh my god oh my god no spoilers I know I'm I first of all can't believe I've made it this far without knowing what happens because I don't um but like my dad was really into it my brother was really into it and so I saw like an episode here and there but it's also really gruesome, and when it came out, I was not, like, a group, like, you know, I didn't really, yeah. I can do it now, but, like, I think I was in high school, like, or even, I don't even remember when it came out. It was, like, 10 plus years ago. So, yeah, I was still in my um, naive melody phase. Uh, <laughs> but it the is youths. so good. The youths. And I'm on, we're starting the final season right now, which is very exciting, and then we're wow. going to watch Better Call Saul, all that fun stuff. Our guest star spotlight from episode one is Betsy Brandt, who is the aunt in Breaking Bad. Oh my god, no way. I love her. Oh my god, yeah. Marie. She's such a great character. I think that, oh, that show's just so good. Yeah, yeah. Aunt Marie. That's so funny. She plays, <laughs> she plays Joanna Gibbs, our airport lady, if for some reason you didn't listen to season five, episode one. Which, what are you doing? Listen Not to that it I before recorded this it one. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, we can't really talk shit. <laughs> Um, 
So that is really good. Succession. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't know. Okay. For anybody listening, again, because we are batch filming <laughs> or a batch recording, we're doing this the day after Easter. So you, if you watch Succession, you know what episode just dropped. And I need, I'm not going to talk about it because it's major spoilers, but like, oh my God. Oh my God, the acting. Oh my God, everything. If you've never seen an episode of Succession and you don't care to watch it, even though I think it's a very good show or you just can't get into it because I understand the characters are a lot, watch that episode for some of the most incredible acting you've ever seen in your life. Trigger warning, it is a little like traumatic, but it's fabulous. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's all I have to say. If you know, you know, uh, not to be that person, but that's all that I'm watching right now. I am excited. All of my shows are coming back. So like Maisel, which is in its fi final season, and then also Barry is in its final season. I'm really here for all of the TV shows, just capping it at like season five and being okay with not running a show into the ground and like making it a concise story and just being done like I I'm very here for that because I don't think there's enough of that <laughs> honestly I think as you know people in the industry say they jump the shark but I do think when you have something good just let it be what it is and be done <laughs> I was just having that thought over the weekend because yeah. I'm watching Bones as my like background mm. TV show right now yeah I Bones love procedurals. I love procedurals. Yeah. And they have their place. Absolutely. But I feel like it says something about, you know, the last 20 years of just being a human being, especially, you know, in this country or just like yep. on this planet, you know, because we yeah. don't know who else has access to these TV shows. <laughs> right. I mean, honestly, you're not wrong. You're not but, wrong. But like three of my favorite shows – are SVU, NCIS, mm -hmm. and Grace. And they've all been on since I was way too young to be watching them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's here's the thing. If it's a type of show that lends to that, absolutely, like those shows do. They are set up so that they can just run and run and run. And I also think for those shows, there's so many shows that tried to be procedurals and couldn't because they didn't have the proper writing to still be good because like you know Grey's Anatomy yeah it's been on forever but it's still good like it's good writing it's good acting it's not just oh hospital thing okay here we go you know but yeah I I think there's a place for each there's a place for shows to be the procedural and to have a million episodes and still be amazing and then there's shows that see that and we're like oh we can make money that way yeah. But the type of show doesn't lend to that. It's the same thing like soap operas. Like they release an episode every day, but they're they're built to be that way. Like that's the point of them, you know? So I guess what I'm saying is stay in your lane. Uh, <laughs> when you're writing things, don't try to, uh, I'm like calling out screenwriters. <laughs> You're like, come on, guys, stay in your lane. It's more so producers who want money, but or whoever. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Investors. Investors, yeah. yeah. You need to get to know our co-host Margot because I just had Margot on and mm. she kept saying, All my shows are back, all my friends are back. And succession. 
So oh, so she, okay, so Margot, Margot, yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> get you there this a month later. Like, yeah, hit me up so we can talk about this. Oh my god, yeah. I don't think you understand, Sam. I know I'm I'm talking it up a lot, but it's really like, oh my god, it was so good. I cried so much in a good way. Yeah, it was very cathartic for me. <laughs> yeah, it was a great episode. Good. Yeah, it was really amazing. Amazing television, amazing actors. And I was watching like a little clip they had done. It's like there's one section. It's like a 27 minute long section where it's basically one scene, Mm. 28 pages. And they did one. I don't want to say like without any cuts, but because they film on film, they obviously had to switch out. Like for people who don't know, when you film on actual film versus digital you only have up to 10 minutes of actual film time before you have to change out the role of film and they wanted to see if they could do a quote-unquote full run through without a cut so how they did that was they had a couple different camera people hide pieces of film throughout the tape the the throughout the set so that when they got to certain sections they could tap out put somebody else in who already had like film in their camera and then put new film in the other camera so they could do this 27 minute long thing in one full run through which that's fascinating is, to me and like when you which I hope everybody at least looks looks it up to at least figure out what it's about when you figure out what it is because I don't want to say it because it is a big spoiler and I don't want to be that person even though this is going to come out a month later <laughs> To do that, to be able as an actor to do that in one take had to be so amazing because I think what people don't realize when really intense things happen on film and TV, they have to do that so many times and with so many random cuts and with cameras in weird places. So to be able to get to that emotional state and stay there rather than having to cut and restart and re-go to a new area is like such a such a gift <laughs> to everybody I think on on the set but yeah okay I'll stop gushing over succession okay <laughs> this is now the succession podcast with Melody Hollis um this is my guest Sam Harris she has no idea what I'm talking about <laughs> yeah I've never seen succession the rules are switched what do I think is gonna happen um something with a contract I don't know yeah, I don't know it's like business I think that's um, literally all I know so what are your other favorite podcasts I'm going to plug the same podcast I plug every time I'm on here, um, the KK Sam podcast, Kim and Ket Stay Alive Maybe. Uh, if you're a horror fan and you like to hear two very funny ladies talking about horror films, go check them out. They're, they're wonderful. They're wonderful people and very funny and I love them very much. Oh, cool. Yeah. Do you have anything to promote? Not really. Um... I was trying, I was like, because I knew you were going to ask these questions, I was trying to think of something. <laughs> and all I could think of was, was last time where I was like, promote kindness. But I think just circling back to what I said before, if there's content out there that is making you feel icky, stop interacting with it, you know? Even if it supports, you know, a, your favorite content creator, just for your mental, your mental health's not worth it. Um, yeah. And, and one view and or one like yeah, isn't and gonna... And if a content creator doesn't agree with that then maybe you should reevaluate the person that you're watching like if they don't value your mental health as a consumer then you know yeah but that's it that's what I have to promote (laughs) that's it amen (laughs) 
And where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me everywhere on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. I never use Twitter. Um, at Melody underscore Hollis. Just my name. Yeah, that's it. Our patient breakdown for this episode is first notes and miscellaneous per usual. Mm-hmm. We have Addison Forbes Montgomery, who I'm not going to give her a diagnosis this episode, but she has talk therapy and she just, you know, talking. Yeah, which I my very first note was we love therapy. Yes. <laughs> yes. We do. We love it. We love it. <laughs> yeah. We have Carrie Gilbert with leukemia. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk about Amelia Shepard and what I am dubbing Oceanside Investigations. Perfect. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I didn't have quite enough about Pete for it to be its own little section, so we'll just put it in miscellaneous. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. God, he made me so angry this episode. Everybody made me angry this episode. I was like, I can't pick an MVP. They all suck. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's what I like, said, too. I know. I lit- I saw that, and I was like, I'm going to say the same thing, because literally, like, everybody in this episode was just being so... I don't even know. It's not even, I mean, kind of selfish, just dumb. Like they were just being dumb. No foresight. No foresight. Yes, yes, yeah, exactly. Especially Cooper, my God. Oh, my God. I. We'll get to it. Yeah. We'll get to it. Yep, yes, we will. Yes, we will. Yeah. So (laughs) since you already said your glorious first note, my first note is Amelia seeing naked Addie and Sam is such a callback to the pilot when Addison is dancing like in her towel and then naked and Sam sees her through the window. Mm -hmm. And Amelia's little wave is so cute. She has like coffee in one hand and she's like, hey guys. I know. And they're like, oh my God. And she's like, what? I laughed so hard at that because I was like, my first thought when they went to the window, I was like, okay, so they're obviously going to be seen naked. And then when it happened, that little wave, I was like, that was so like weirdly wholesome (laughs) i know oh hey neighbor like it was just very funny to me and the way they both just dropped to the floor uh the physical comedy in this episode i do have to say it got me a few times it did (laughs) can we talk about that shot right before amelia sees them when the blinds are open and then the blinds are closed yep Yep. It's like intentional. Like she goes back on the blinds and they all like ripple close. Because sexy times. Yeah. It's a great shot. Thank you, Tom Verica. It is. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that. I also think that Amelia would thrive in a nudist colony. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like she would thrive in a lot of places that are not um, Oceanside. Uh (laughs) (laughs) it's just my opinion um (laughs) seems like a kind of toxic work environment not gonna lie (laughs) just a little bit just a little bit at least they're being investigated (laughs) that is true that is true have you seen the episode of golden girls where they're at like the nudist resort and they don't know that it's a nudist resort no i haven't but that sounds hilarious oh my god it's amazing so they get there and they're all wearing clothes and no one else is wearing clothes, and they're like, oh, my God, what? And then they all, like, pump each other up to, like, be naked with everybody mm-hmm. else. And then they go down to dinner, and everyone else is wearing clothes, and they're all naked. <laughs> oh, that is so good. Oh, that's so good. I just – I see Amelia as being maybe the fifth golden girl. Oh, absolutely. An honorary golden girl. For sure. <laughs> yes. For sure. I was – 
you know, a little bit shocked to see Pete at work. He was coding last episode and had a quadruple bypass and brain surgery, and he's just, like, ready for work now. I have so many problems (laughs) when it comes to, like, especially shows that deal with medicine (laughs) and being like, hey, we're a bunch of doctors. Like, you wouldn't be up and about after that. Like, you'd be in the hospital bed. Like, there's just, there's just no way. Even if you're the fastest healing person in the world. Like, that's, yeah, no. He needs cardiac rehab. Yeah, and also just to, like, sit down. (laughs) And not to stand up. Lifting boxes. Like, I, I was yelling at my computer during this entire watch through i was like i can't right now with these yeah, people no. i need to know right at the top of the episode what you think about dr jake riley who we are calling pineapple guy pineapple guy <laughs> okay valid i well again i don't have context of the of their interaction beforehand cuz i didn't didn't watch it um but from what I can glean I here's the thing I have a bias because I love the actor so I'm like oh he's in this I was like Miss Congeniality who um (laughs) literally was my first thought I feel weird vibes about why he's there but also I don't I can't tell I can't tell if I'm just listening to to Addison um you know in her I don't want him here but I, I like him, I think, but I still have my reservations is where I, where I getting, sit with that. Because it, you're cause getting it some feels vibes. random, but also it's a TV show. So I'm like, well, they have to have conflict somewhere. <laughs> that's fair. But yeah, so that's where I'm at. I like, I think he's a good fit for the job, but I'm also curious what his intentions of specifically seeking out her practice. Okay. That's where I'm at. Dear listeners, way back in, I don't think it was season one, maybe season two or three, when I was talking about the incredible audiobook for Daisy Jones and the Six, and Mm -hmm. I know that it's a TV show now, Mm -hmm. but the person who I was like, there's one of the voice actors on the audiobook becomes a character on private practice, but I can't say who it is because we haven't met him yet. Mm. It's Dr. Jake Riley. Benjamin Bratt is one of the main voice actors on the Daisy Jones and the Six audiobook no way that's so interesting I didn't know that oh yeah oh yeah I have not watched the tv show or listened to the music just because like I still have the audiobook so strongly in my mind that I don't really want to mess with it because you know Judy Greer Benjamin Bratt like all that whole cast a great cast yeah not that the Hulu cast it's on Hulu right Amazon Prime but not that the miniseries cast would be bad but no but you have a version that you like so why mess with it yeah Exactly. I, I will eventually. It's like picking your favorite Cinderella movie. Like Brandy. I, I was about to say, I was like, we love the new one, but also nobody's ever going to top Brandy. Like, that's no, that's my Cinderella. Brandy. That's my Cinderella right there. Brandy and Bernadette? Brandy, Brandy and, and Bernadette? And Whoopi? <laughs> I'm sorry. My oh my. Do you have any more first notes before I move on to my Addy? Let me check. I don't think so. Uh... No, mine are all all over the place, so I'll just interject them when they pertain to what we're talking about. (laughs) So, dear listeners who don't listen to The On Call Room, they have a saying called GGBs, which is Grey's Goosebumps. So it's like when you get the feels. So I got GGBs 
when mm-hmm. Addie was talking about living with Derek in a trailer with woodland creatures. Yeah. I got GGBs. And when she was laughing about the poison ivy, I like to think that she was laughing about her and Bailey and that she wasn't like laughing about Derek because that real oh goodness gracious, Bailey and Addison, American heroes. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked that the little therapy sessions. I was like, oh. First of all, we love therapy and we love when people get help. But I was like, oh, this gives me a very nice look into her mind and personality and just what she values, especially the yeah. ending one, which we'll get to, obviously. But, yeah. 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 <laughs> she says, I'm proud of that chapter. I fought for love. I lost, but I really fought. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly – I don't know if I've said this before, and, like, I doubt that our dear listeners will be surprised, but, like, I'm not that big of a Mare Dare fan. Like, when it was with that love trial mm-hmm. – that, that love trial – that love triangle with Meredith and Derek and Addison, yeah. I wanted Derek to stay with Addison. Now, that wasn't we, – we hadn't met Mark yet. Once we met Mark, I was like, oh, Mark and Addison, obviously. Yeah. Which yeah. – oh, I'll <laughs> die on that hill. <laughs> We all have hills we got to die on, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What did yeah. you think of those strategically placed sheets with uh, her belly just, like, out? I literally had to pause and laugh because I was like, who? Who approved this? And was like, I was like, are they just trying to prove that they're naked? Like, what it, What was the point? Were they trying to be kind of artsy with it? I think they were trying to be artsy with it, and it just – didn't work it looked like they purposely were like okay we're gonna cover her boobs and <laughs> everything else and just leave a little sliver of her stomach it was so funny it but was, we can I, show her belly button we can show her belly button that's the one thing we can show i laughed i audibly laughed for a oh, long yeah. time my dad was I like guffawed. what are you laughing at <laughs> i was like <laughs> i did like a <laughs> <laughs> literally i did i did a full out like what <laughs> Yeah, I had a note about that, too. I was just like, yeah. the sheets. <laughs> That's all it says is the sheets. <laughs> the sheets. I oh still am so over Adisam, but it is, I have to say, a lot easier now that we know Nay isn't around to just, like, view at any time and yes. how happy she is where she is. Yes. Yeah. I Same. I feel weird about it still, but, like... As long as they're happy, and again, with with Naomi not being there, I think it's good, great for her <laughs> to oh, yeah. not be there. Um, but yeah, I it is interesting, though. I don't know if it's just because this episode was just an episode where I hated everybody, but I was like, why? Why? <laughs> why is this still happening? <laughs> well, they broke up at the end of season four, and then... And then she was second like, episode, Never they're back in bed. Like, I just... Uh... And, no, know, they were back in bed by the end of season four. Oh, my God. I love that for them. I – You can. I don't. But, okay. I, I don't, but <laughs> – yeah. Yeah. I – oof. Yeah. I get that Addison is embarrassed about how things went down with Pineapple Guy Jake, mm-hmm. but she's acting so angry about it and defensive – and he's never been anything but nice to her. Like the second that it was, you know, discovered that he was the fertility specialist that she was going to, mm-hmm. he went totally professional. He had like a quarter of a second of being like, 
uh-oh. <laughs> but then yeah. he turned around. He was like, I'm willing to be a professional. Like, that flirtation is over. We're going to get you a baby. Like, he's never been anything but nice. Yeah, I looked it up after the episode because I was like, okay, what – like, yeah. was it bad what happened? Because I was like, he seems like he's being really chill about it, like, and very professional. And she just seemed so upset that I was like, okay, something must have happened. And, like, yeah, I agree. I think it's a little a little harsh. Like, obviously, you can be embarrassed. You can, for sure. But, like, you know, give him some slack and also cut yourself some slack because things happen. I think the root of it, gets to her knowing that she's a cheater quote unquote not so quoting but she's a cheater yeah and not wanting to to be one and I think it is she's mad at herself even though this was not cheating she and Sam were fully broken up when she went on those dates and even when she met him yes yeah yeah but having that feeling that she was being Again, even though she is. <laughs> yeah. But I can see where that kind of guilt can can creep in there as well. And, you know, they always say that cheaters accuse you first of cheating. <laughs> you know? So it's watch true. out out there. <laughs> it's true. Be careful. Be careful. Yes. Addison and Sam making out at work. No, thank you. I've been so over this pairing for, like – a long time. They're a little insufferable. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm glad yeah. they're happy, but they're a little insufferable. Like, but are they happy? <laughs> I, that, because, uh, well, yeah, I don't I don't think so. <laughs> Addison's trying to be responsible, being like, I'm going on treatment to make it so that I can get pregnant. I want to get pregnant. Yeah. You don't want a baby. Why? So like, wear a condom. <laughs> yeah, like, I can't be on birth control because yeah. I want to get pregnant. How about you wear a condom he was like yuck like he's like 10 years old uncomfy I'm like shut up (laughs) so either you're okay with being the father of a baby that you don't want yeah or you have to take some responsibility too and I know that this is a very nuanced subject to talk about but like if you're in a relationship and one person clearly wants something that the other person does not want like have the respect for that person to let them do the thing that they want to do. And if you still want to continue sex or a relationship or whatever, take the precautions you need to take. Like you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like it's not. Or just don't be together. Yeah. Or just don't be together. If one of you wants kids and the other one doesn't. I mean, I feel like (laughs) it's kind of a really important thing that more people do not deem as like, you know, a giant life decision. It's more of like, well, that's just what you do. But no, no, <laughs> it's a it's a big responsibility. I know that whole that whole all those interactions. I was just like, Ugh. <laughs> break up with him. Not to mention the fact that they're both doctors. That's the most infuriating part of it. Because I was also like, I know when you have the same sexual partner. The risk of STDs and STIs are a lot lower, obviously, but still, like, condoms aren't just for not having a baby. They're for other protections, too. Like, and you're doctors. You should know that. But, yeah, I know. That was more infuriating. I was like, really? You're a doctor who's refusing to wear a condom when you know that that, like, works? (laughs) Yeah. I know. And she was like, no glove, no love. And I literally went, ugh. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so I was like, fair, but please say it in a different way. <laughs> I don't know why that made me feel so icky. I was just like, oh, I feels because I think it to me, I was like the fact that she's already said no so many times and then he like kept going for it. I was like, no is a full sentence. She shouldn't yeah. have like no. <laughs> yeah. 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 The shot looking up from the coffee machine was so strange to me. I like I almost expected it to start talking or something like the elevator did in the backdoor pilot. I don't know what that – I thought it was just like a mistake shot. I don't know what that was. I like – It was artsy. Yeah. Things the same, get – The same type of artsy as the sheet. <laughs> yeah. Things get progressively more artsy until they completely go off the rails in season six. Oh, so fun. we're love just going to take some notes – you know, mental notes of that. That's gonna happen. I love how that. artistic things God. continue to get. Yeah. At thirty minutes and forty six seconds, Sam is getting undressed from the bar, and on his upper arm, it looks like he's had a tattoo removed. Hmm. I remember him having tattoos, and like maybe he got it removed over the episode break. So like, fine, but also. In private practice time, we know that it's been literally three weeks, so it's not enough time to have to a tattoo that remove big removed. Tattoo. Yeah. But it also – I looked really close, and I even paused it, and it wasn't covered up with makeup. It was like it was just removed, like it had that hmm. scar yeah. texture. Interesting. Yeah. And then I was yeah. like, hmm, I wonder what tattoo this was. Like, I wonder why he got it removed. Yeah. Questions, questions. It's yep. just Naomi's name. <laughs> In a heart. It was like a circle. It it kind of looked like it's in the shape of a sun, but with like a pattern. Oh, interesting. Huh. The episode ends. For the first time in a long time, the music ends. I'm happy. I have to say, it did pull up my heartstrings a little bit. Like, I'm not going to oh, yeah. It was cheesy, but I was like, damn, that was a good line. <laughs> I said, wonderful, if a bit cheesy ending. Mm-hmm. And also a little bit of, like, I don't – there's a fallacy that – I can't remember what which one it is, but it's just that at the end of the episode I was like, oh, so she's not going to be happy for the rest of the season. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, this is going to end poorly for her happiness. <laughs> like, I was like, I was like, oh, no. Whenever a character's like, yeah, I'm really happy right now. That's never a good sign. <laughs> no. I said yeah. famous last words. This is a Shondaland production. Don't you know not to say that you're happy? <laughs> yeah. You're going to be dead in the next episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I had that moment too. I was like, oh, no, girl. One thing that I wanted to call out, which just made me laugh again, was when they were doing the interviews and that one interviewee was – flirting with sam and absent got so jealous i was like girl you are not hiding it well that made me laugh and then sam condoms not careful she said no why is he i said not careful she said no why is he throwing a fit like a child oh my god oh my god and then she goes we're not 15 in the back of my parents mercedes i know and i was like mercedes you grew up rich addy oh yeah yeah, that's it for my that's it for my Addison notes. I feel like she should have said Aston Martin or like Bentley, <laughs> right? The back of the Ferrari. There is no back. <laughs> <laughs> Come 
on, know your cars. Know the cars. Gosh. On to Carrie Gilbert with leukemia. Yes. Makeup department left no crumbs. They left no crumbs. I was impressed. I was like, okay, makeup department. Yeah. I also was like, when I was watching, I was like, I feel like I know her. And I looked her up and I don't know her. But she had one of those faces. I was like, probably met you at some point. (laughs) I was thinking the same thing. And then also I was like. your face, right? Yeah. I was like, I feel like this is a role that Melody was up for. Honestly, probably. Like, I, I'm i sure at some point I've auditioned for procedurals so many times for so many different roles. Like, it's, you know. It is my greatest sadness, besides myself not being on this show, that you were not on this show. I know. Well, I still have some time for Grays, you know? Girl, I know. It's still on my list. People are like, Grey's needs to be over, finish Grey's. I'm like, girl, not until I'm on it. Yeah, let me at least get a little little co-star action. That and like Literally. SVU. Then I have, then I'll have like the, the, the Holy Trinity. Trinity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Grimmel Minds already. Ugh. Yep. Yeah. Someone was just saying, I think it was Margot again, who you need to be friends with. I'm going to do a DM for the three of us as soon as we're done here. Beautiful. But Margot was like, everyone's been in Criminal Minds. Everyone. And it took everything I have not to be like, Including our co-host Melody. <laughs> True though. Like I there used to be a running joke that you weren't an actor until you were on like a procedural, until you were on either an SVU or a Criminal Minds or an NCIS or Grays or something. But like it's an ER. I don't want to say it's true, but it's like at, at if you're in the business long enough, you're bound to be on some procedural, like at some yeah. point. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't wait. I yeah. cannot wait. I know putting that into the universe absolutely oh my god we can maybe do a guest star together that'd be so fun oh Oh, that'd be so fun let's write an episode and send it to shonda so carrie gilbert with leukemia Mm -hmm. cord blood donor bank harkens back to a few seasons ago we had those twins who there was only enough cord blood for one of them sad very sad little sophie's choice I know. Yeah. I love her doggy pajamas. I loved them too. I had a note about it as well. They were so cute. Yeah. And Cooper's talking about watching the movie on Saturday and she goes, will I still be alive? I was like, oh my God, you made a child say that line? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God. I mean, it's real, but like, I was like, holy shit, Shonda. <laughs> Yeah, no, and also, like, very – I was like, damn. <laughs> too real, guys. Too real. Yeah. And that's all Cooper needed. That's all he needed. Yeah, literally. That's literally – that was, like, <sighs> that, was that was his moment straw. before, was his as straw. we say. Yes, yeah. God, and I wanted to – uh-huh. Okay. Well, we'll get there. <laughs> yes. Charlotte's password for her computer being Big Daddy <laughs> – which is what she called her dad for dear listeners who haven't listened or watched. So funny. It might as well be one, two, three, four. Yeah. Let's let's maybe put a little more thought into our passwords. I say that while having the same password in different variations for all of the things. But Don't like, tell people that on the I, internet. I know. It's not true. I've changed them. But yeah. um, I used to. I used to have like before our internet literacy was, you know, at least subpar uh, or a little bit more than subpar. I used to literally have one password for everything, which was so dumb. But I was like, I can't remember more than one. Well, it's true. Yeah. 
but now I just yeah. have them saved on my devices. Yeah, exactly. In the cloud, whatever techie thing that is. I still yep. don't understand it. Nope. <laughs> of course, this family, who is the only match, is super rich. Mm-hmm. And the cord blood is from a child who's already died. Yeah, I oh, I had a lot of moments while watching this because I was like, what would I do in that situation? And I, I know I'd be it, – it'd be tough because if that was the only thing you had left, then sure. But also, if you know it can help somebody – I don't know. I Who actually I know needs very, it, not hypothetically. Yeah, and it's a very, yeah, hypothetically needs it. And also, like, if it would even really help their other son. If it's just going to go bad and you're going to have to throw it away anyway at some point. Like, it's not it's not like a keepsake that they can keep forever. <laughs> yeah, he... <laughs> or really do anything with. Like, what, they, they can't really turn it into a necklace. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing you yeah. can really do with it. So why not give it to somebody who needs it? It is a tough situation depend but like it i i would give it but i also know why other people wouldn't yeah the dad says you stole the only thing that was left of our dead son that like, was this is why rough. people don't yeah. like shows like this yeah yeah cooper yeah. didn't go i so melody and i both say that that we would give it in in this situation yeah. where yeah. the odds of our person needing it are so minuscule yeah. But also, I just want to go on record saying that what Cooper did was wrong. Oh, my God. So wrong. So wrong. So incredibly wrong Um, on so many levels. Like, oh, yeah. the way that he went behind Charlotte's back, the way that he just, like, broke into – like, that's just – it's just malpractice. Like, he should be – I don't – it's not just – I was going to say disbarred, but that's not what it is for the medical <laughs> profession. <laughs> what is it for the – Derobed? What is it? What is um, the medical <laughs> Oh, Violet just Violet is it right now? Sim- yeah. License suspended. License suspended. Yeah, I think his license should be taken away for that. Like that is there's no possible situation. Even though yes, she got the blood, she's better. Whatever. There's no effect from that cause that is great enough to, cause to quantify what like that's not okay ever yeah um yeah. to steal and also the way that he went to the family like also icky and and he just yeah. expected them not to like check up yeah like literally he just expected he was so smug about it especially when charlotte called him out and he was like oh yeah. come on he made it seem like it was this like he just borrowed her stapler without asking exactly he went into a confidential database yeah and not only found the information went to the house asked for something that he shouldn't have asked for but then proceeded to steal it by forging a signature the amount of malpractice i cannot cosign like i want him done like there's no world where that in the real world wouldn't immediately be licensed for them to just get fired like that's just not okay no yeah and the way that she says you do this again like i i covered for you because you're my husband but you do this again and i'm sending you straight to the cops yeah absolutely i mean if i was in charlotte she's i would have smacked the shit out of him like i don't know oh, how yeah. she kept her composure but i was just i was like because i was thinking about it if my boyfriend did anything to the degree of 
breaking my trust like that, it's done. Like, that's not a redeem. Like, oh, my God. So awful. Awful. They've been married for two months, basically. Like, maybe What a great way to start um, an everlasting love. (laughs) Stealing blood from rich people, which, like, I I was going to say sounds like a good thing, but it doesn't. (laughs) But you know what I mean. (laughs) But, like, yeah, there's no way – in any like shape i literally have a note that says he got the blood exclamation point exclamation point but that was before i realized that he got it without the actual signature i was like oh maybe they did it like i was like oh he convinced them somehow Mm -hmm. no i was wrong Mm -mm. and then i got very angry (laughs) yes and and the thing that really really shook me about cooper in this situation is Mm -hmm. like he barely cares how mad charlotte is because of how well carrie's doing I know. And he, that's like, not okay. Like, no. I know that, especially when it comes to children, like, you want to do everything you can. And as a doctor, you want to do everything you can. But, like, there are lines for a reason. And just because, yes, the bad thing you did had a good outcome doesn't mean that there aren't consequences for those actions and that like oh, yeah. everybody's not going to be on your side saying, oh, yeah, look, she's so much better. Great job. Like, no, <laughs> you're still yep. very much in the wrong, even if you did save a child's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That made, that made me like infuriated with just, the, again, it's the smugness that he had that he was like, you know, the old adage of, like, it's better to ask forgiveness than permission. I'm like, no. Literally. It's not. But he asked permission first and then, and then took he it got, anyway. he got a no. He got a very firm no. No is a full sentence. And, like, Twice. Still, I he know. Yeah. Asked permission from Charlotte. And then and he asked permission no. from the family. Yep. Both of them said no. Yep. Yeah. And then he still did it. And I know people do crazy things when they want to protect people that they love, but also like it's a patient. And I understand that doctors have love for their patients and care for their patients and want to do everything they can for them. There are lines for a reason. I could just see Paul Adelstein getting the script and being like, I'm doing what? Oh, yeah. If I was playing that character, I would have a very hard time. Justifying. Justifying it. I mean, my thought process is always you know bad guys never think bad guys are never the bad guys in their story they're the heroes in their story so I get that but it's still when it's something that egregious to do like it's tough to be like well he did it so I have to figure out how I can make that real (laughs) anything else for sweet Carrie Gilbert hope she lives hope she thrives hashtag Carrie Gilbert squad. Um, no, I don't have anything. <laughs> don't have anything. Yeah, like, why me. didn't he put a call out on socials? Yeah, like, why didn't he just post up on Instagram or, like, go find I mean, it would have been something. Facebook. Yeah, I but, know that's true, Facebook. Yeah, but, like, like, I remember when I was very young in, like, early elementary school, there was somebody who needed, I want to say bone marrow, oh, something that really needed a match. And there were, like, bake sales and marches and like all yeah. these things and their hashtags didn't exist but it was called amy's army and i have no idea how she's doing today i hope she's thriving as well shout but out amy. there are ways shout out amy's army yeah but 
there are ways to do this without the power of social media and like yes social media helps and there was absolutely facebook in 2011 yeah yeah i think the only reason why is just because of the time constraint of how bad she was doing is my only thing that gives the sense of urgency as to why he just did what he did because she was like am i gonna be alive by saturday which was two days after she asked that question. Um, yeah. So I can see the the urgency of not having the time to hope and pray that, you know, somebody will see a Facebook post. But still, you know there else? are other ways to do, like call around to other places. Other like, private, other public. Other practices, other, yeah, like just so anything but what he did. <laughs> is cord blood stem cells or is that different? I don't know. I'm going to look it up right now because I was because like. Because cord blood. I should know, but I'm not a scientist. Because there's all that, there's all this controversy about stem cells, even though it is very obvious that they yeah. do great things for people who are alive not hypothetically alive yeah okay here it is cord blood is blood that remains in the placenta and in the attached umbilical cord after birth cord blood is collected because it contains stem cells which can be used to treat uh genetic disorders such as cancer oh i didn't know that interesting but only childhood cancer only up to i was just about yeah i was about to say like but just up until a certain point on to amelia shepherd I had a giggle when she goes, he's a painter. He does houses, but you should see his six pack. I'm trying g- to be like, he's so artistic. I know. I giggled there and then I giggled at the uh, the Javier. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Uh, oh, I did I do have one more thing for um for freaking Carrie that I forgot was Oliver. We love that they watch Oliver. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have it in all caps. I was like trying to figure out what that was. It was just Oliver. I was like, who's named Oliver? And then I realized it was the <laughs> movie that they were watching. So shout Oliver. out. We love Oliver. Oliver. Okay. Sorry. Anyway, back to back to Amelia. <laughs> and She Javier. calls Charlotte a turncoat. I, oh, my God. I, she is being so mean and there's lots of reasons for her to be this mean yeah emotions Whether are flying absolutely withdrawal if she is under the influence like yes. not being in yeah. control of it is she is being so mean yeah and her hair has been curly her exactly her hair has been very curly since she has started using substances again yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh, Amelia. At 29 minutes and 24 seconds, we're in the hallway of St. Ambrose, and Sheldon grabs Charlotte's hand to impede her from getting away, and she doesn't pull away or even seem to think twice about it, except that it's something important that he has to say. We were talking a few weeks ago about how Charlotte and physical touch are not on the same plane. Like, she yeah, doesn't do a... physical touch very often. Yeah. But the second time he does it, her face says she's so annoyed. She's like, like, think about your choices. Yeah, we do not touch. I really just have one at the very end that just says, Amelia, for, you know, drinking. Um, (laughs) But I definitely had, I was just looking at your notes. I definitely had the same thought where I was like, is she going to need to do a breathalyzer before every shift? Like, I feel like, I I feel like that it should be if, 
if she's going into work, then I feel like that's not, I don't think that's excessive, you know? Well, to a degree. I mean, maybe the first couple times, just to like, just for Charlotte's sake. And like, it's a very, sobriety is a very tough thing. It's, it's complicated because. It's very complicated. Like, if she had been caught intoxicated operating. Oh my god. By anyone other than Charlotte, who is essentially her sponsor. Yeah, and it's she called would be. Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous for mm-hmm. a reason. Yeah. So if if Charlotte was just her sponsor, not her boss, or if Charlotte was just her boss, not her sponsor, it would be It'd different. Be a very having, different. Yes. Yeah, this the speech that she has to Sheldon about they tell you, like the old timers, I think she says, mm-hmm. tell you don't tell anyone at the office yeah. about And she was like, and I didn't listen, yeah. And then, oh, but how she tells Charlotte is so beautiful. and It's a very interesting, and again, credit to the writers and Shonda, just like it creates such a different relationship between them. In yeah. so, it's so complex and heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to put into our listeners' brains that her birth year is 1979, it says, making her 32 years old in 2011. Just putting that out there. I understand she has an immense amount of childhood trauma and just trauma in general, but um, a 32-year-old acting the way that she has been acting the entire time we've known her does not track as being 32. Yeah, I definitely thought she was younger. <laughs> yeah, I, no, Cherise is like 25, 26. Yeah, and the actress is also looks very young too. So it's it's hard yeah. to uh, to judge. Yeah, it's so tough because everybody has trauma and everybody has, you know, things they're going through. But the thing that I have always said and I stand by is you're not responsible for what happens to you, but you are responsible with how you deal with it moving forward. and. I know that's very easy to say, but there are plenty of people, myself included, who have had very traumatic things happen and you can still be a, you know, functioning member of society. Obviously, everybody deals with things differently and everybody has a different brain and can process things differently. But that's why we have help and medical professionals that can help us with that because that is necessary, <laughs> especially when you're dealing with massive trauma or addiction of any kind. It is not something that you can just fingers cross and hope will get better with time. You have to actively put in the work and it's not easy, but Consistently. it is doable. Yeah. And it is something that like if you want to have healthy relationships – I was going to say unfortunately, but it's not unfortunate. It is something that you have to do, you know. Um, you can't use what has happened to you as an excuse because it's it's just not. It sucks and it, it's not diminishing anything that has happened to you in your life. It's not saying that your trauma isn't valid. It's just saying that it's awful that this has happened, but you still have to figure out how to deal with it. And that's why you have amazing friends and – you know, a support system to help you with that. And I know, again, this is all very easy for me to say because I have an amazing support system and I understand that that is not 
the same for everybody, but it is important to at least try. I will get off my soapbox. <laughs> no, I love that box but of like, soap you're standing on. You know, it's something that like to get I'm I I'm just going to say it trigger warning for anybody who with death and loss. I lost my mom this past year. And so it's awful and it sucks, but it's something that I'm going to have to live with forever and something that I have to deal with going forward. Um I say this all coming from the perspective of somebody who has still not found a therapist that I gel with. And it sucks. It takes a lot of time. And it's very frustrating having to tell your story a million times. But when you find the person or people that help you, it's amazing. And I have, again, great friends like Sam and all of my other people that are there for me when I need them. So it's, it's, I'm, I just wanted to say that not for sympathy or anything, but just to and not to be like to prove that I have trauma, but just to to let you all know where I'm coming from in my soapbox. <laughs> yeah. So yes, yeah, that yeah. you are not just hypothetically saying. Yeah, these I'm not just talking out of my ass. Um, I have experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and again, my experience is not going to be everybody else's. Everyone's experience is going to be different. But just speaking from my perspective of somebody who's dealt with a lot of traumatic things in life, it's awful. But you still have to live you know um yeah so amelia get some therapy <laughs> is what i have to say from someone that. outside of your office yes, from a a non like just somebody from who an is unbiased source absolutely unbiased and just somebody who is there for that specific reason not not somebody who is also your boss that because you know when your boss is your sponsor that can absolutely be very icky and weird to cross those boundaries. So having somebody with no attachment to your life outside of just to be there to help you is helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And now this is a spoiler for Grays, although as we say, this is a Grays spoiler full, private practice spoiler free podcast. Mm -hmm. But Richard and Amelia work together as sponsor, sponsee, sort of is copacetically the word I'm looking for like I think back and forth yeah. whoever needs yeah. it they yeah. work together to keep each other accountable in current grays and I mean Richard's job at the hospital is I don't really know what he does right <laughs> you're like I don't know why he's actually there I think he works there but he may not I don't know he hasn't been chief <laughs> since season five but people still call him chief <laughs> So funny. And That's Amelia's so head funny. of he's neuro, but like, yeah, yeah he's, he's like maybe head of the residency program, but like maybe Nick is, maybe Nick isn't on the show anymore. We don't know what's happening. So funny. But at the end of this most recent episode of Grey's, mm -hmm. we saw Amelia and Richard at AA together. Oh, how interesting. Like current Grey's. Oh, that's very interesting. Wow. Yeah. And that's how the episode ended. And so... This season is rough. Season mm. four was rough. Season three is rough. Yeah. But like season five is a journey. And the way it's starting, we have, yeah. Yeah, we've we, we can kind of see where things are going. We can um, you know, think about maybe where the journey's gonna go. But Amelia, her growth. Like, even if you don't know what happens in between mm -hmm. this episode that we're covering and the end of season 19 of Grey's. Even if you have no idea what she goes through, yeah, you can see her growth, and I just think that's that awesome. is incredible. 
That is. That's good. That's good storytelling. Because people yes. do grow. People grow and shift. Nobody's all good. Nobody's all bad. It's, you know, we all shift with different seasons of life. I don't know. I think a couple people are all bad. That's tr- uh, Yeah. I, like a I handful. Said, I said that and then I was like, mm, there are definitely people who are more bad than good. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But I, do, I love how I we do, started. I know. This, <laughs> well, this like, episode, we started talking about popes. I know. Now we're like, no. Um, but it is true. It's one of those things where it's like everybody has their good qualities and bad qualities. And then there are some who actively choose to just still do the bad thing all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I think that after a while, if you do continue to keep making those choices, then you are a bad person. <laughs> but it is it's it's nuanced, you know, it's it's very nuanced. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you said it, not me. Anything more for <laughs> Miss Amelia Francis Shepard? Um, I do not think so. Nope, nothing more. On to dun 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 mm. Oceanside Investigations. <laughs> oh God, I see it being like 2020 Dateline, like yeah. swirling headings and 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 you know dramatic music and zoom in and out dun, dun, dun. yes yes very dramatic i felt <laughs> that i saw that when you were describing i was like yeah i absolutely can see that amazing i'm so glad makeover scenes are like my favorite thing in the history of the, tv like, and like really montages they're the best. early they're 2000s so rom-coms yeah they're so good but interview scenes are always like my second favorite i agree i was i was gonna say like the man the interviews again like the one that was flirting with sam they (laughs) were so entertaining because i was like i know i know every single person that comes in was like i know that person immediately (laughs) oh yeah it's so good though yeah and just how they're all behind the table like just rolling their eyes wanting to be done with it and like well you guys i have to do it like (laughs) and why is it the three of them like why is sheldon there ask you i was like what why did they why did they pick this group was it just arbitrary or was it because they were free like what wouldn't everybody be there like i yeah so sam makes sense because naomi and sam started the practice together when they were married Right. So Sam is like the founder, right? right. Yes. Addison makes sense because in order for the practice to survive, she bought everyone out because she is so immensely wealthy that she bought everyone else out and she now owns the practice. So although it hypothetically is a cooperative practice, as right. Pete yells, oh my, Addison I is in charge. wanted to wring his little neck because of I that. I was like, shut I know. up. You were just angry. Go take a nap because your body probably hurts. Like, you shouldn't be here. (laughs) Literally, literally. But that Sheldon. Yeah, that felt weird. But it was probably just he was free. (laughs) He he either was free or he already works as everyone's therapist so he can, like, tell if someone's going to gel with their group or, like. Yeah, being kind of, like, more of a personality judge. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Charlotte already has two full-time jobs. So Yeah, that was her. gonna be I was like, she's the only other one I could see being there, but I was like, she's so busy. <laughs> she can't make the time. No. Yeah. Violet is, as you said, disbarred. <laughs> disbarred. <laughs> disbarred. Pete should be in cardiac rehab. Yes. So yeah, but Sheldon yeah. was like a weird. Still leaves Amelia. 
Yeah, she's preoccupied. Yeah. Cooper's preoccupied breaking the law. Going. Oh my god. Yeah. Naomi is engaged in New York. Loved the callback to how good the coffee is at the upstairs practice, which is now their practice. Oh, the yeah. guy was like, "Is this coffee in house? That's a perk." <laughs> so funny. How about the old guy who said he didn't want to be a dentist? He's like, "When I was coming up, you could either be a lawyer, or a doctor, or a dentist, and I didn't want to be a dentist because I don't want to have my hands in people's mouths." And I was like, "Why did you become a doctor then? Why did you go for the lawyer route? Because doctors do worse things, I think." <laughs> Literally, not only is he only a doctor, but he's interviewed for Naomi's position which is a reproductive endocrinologist so like yeah choose your end I guess yeah I guess I don't know I know and his my favorite thing was his just pile of papers like it was so funny to see because like I feel like it just really shows even more so now like because this was 2011 just like the generational gap of what is expected at interviews nowadays or even just like yeah. auditions for example like audition books are like a thing of the past <laughs> it's, you know it's so interesting how quickly criteria's change it's just interesting to see that you know my audition book is literally at my feet right now i haven't touched it except to like check lyrics for i haven't opened my audition book in maybe a year probably Ugh. i like keep talking to my dad and i'm like oh we should sing and then I'm like, oh, I do want to sing, but I don't know if I even remember anything. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is going to be something. Oh, my gosh. I was yeah. singing in the car the other day, and I was like, wait, this is a muscle that I have not worked out yeah. in – that yeah. I haven't properly worked out in quite a while. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, <laughs> feeling a little tired. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. My last note for the interview section is Pineapple Guy Jake's facial hair is getting better with every episode. Like when he was, you know, the original Pineapple Guy in the grocery store, Mm -hmm. his goatee was really difficult to look at. Like (laughs) I'm like not a fan of that. It it was like so geometric and like just not a fan Episode so it was the end of season four. Season five, episode one, the goatee was like better. Better, but still it was like yeah. softer lines, less like hair and makeup in your was face. figuring it out. They were they were like, What is this guy? Who is he? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. now he has no facial hair. Which I'm here for. Yeah. Pete is gone for three weeks and he has that many boxes to go into his office. I had so many questions about that. And I also was just angry at Pete. So, you know. Mm. (laughs) But yeah, I was like, where, first of all, where do all the boxes come from? Whose boxes are they? Like, are they just miscellaneous boxes? How much stuff? Because it's not like they moved into a new space, right? Like, no. There were just that many boxes piling up over three weeks. How much were they ordering? Like, what's going on? (laughs) And like, like, if it's medical. Did they lose a storage room? Put it somewhere else. Like, I. And it made me think they, like, when Dell, rest in peace, Mm -hmm. was around, he had his own office and he, like, arranged all of the boxes to go elsewhere, not into Pete's office. Yeah. So, like, what's happening with Dell's office now? Probably covered in boxes. I don't know. And, like, why don't you have 
storage space. Yeah. Like, anywhere but an off... Like, I understand if there were a few things that were put in there for the time being, but it sure. was like like they were moving that many boxes. And I was like, that doesn't seem necessary. No, no it was a weird plot point yeah. that I don't think we needed. And he could have gotten angry about other things. And also, like, God. he blamed it on Addison. And that was, like, his impetus. I know. Impetus. When he was saying that to the group, I was like, shut up. Like... She also was like, uh, Charlotte was like, I, it was Charlotte, right? Or no, it was Addison. It was Addison. Yeah, yeah. it was Addison who was like, I thought you were going to be gone for another couple weeks. So she was like expecting that she would have time to clean it up. But yeah, still weird, 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 weird. To use that as the impetus for being like, this woman cannot be in charge of us is very weird. Yeah, yeah, I did not like that. Did not like that at all. My last note for Oceanside Investigations is when they're at the bar and Sam goes, yeah, we don't have a non-fraternization policy. It answers a lot of questions. I feel like you should. (laughs) I feel like every workplace should. It's just, it shouldn't be a pickup spot. (laughs) Well, I mean. Yeah, but it does answer a lot of my questions too. Because I was like, why is everybody dating each other? Isn't that like not like okay <laughs> it was started by a husband and wife so i guess like yeah. you can't have one yeah or, like yeah that makes sense but it's still it was just weird i was like okay humble brag like <laughs> literally it's like yeah we didn't break any rules like that was a big selling point is that there's no <laughs> like <laughs> so weird it's so weird yeah anything else for this little section here uh no i just have my miscellaneous left so do i give me some of them okay um my miscellaneous i'm gonna add in some of my fashion things in just because i put them in this for some reason the red dress that addison is wearing oh my god i loved it so much it was so flattering and such a cool like cut on it i thought that was so cool the necklace i kept meaning to go back and Charlotte's necklace? Yeah, Charlotte's necklace, the, like, kind of chain-linky looking one. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so pretty. Okay. The fall <laughs> that happened between <laughs> – I literally rewound it and watched it, like, three times because it made me laugh so hard. The fall between Jake and Dr. Violet where he's, like, coming out of the oh. interview <laughs> and then she runs into him and it's, like, a full 10 seconds of them, like, just kind of Fumbling. throwing papers around and then <laughs> dropping them. I was like, you both easily could have saved yourself from falling. But that made me laugh really hard. A lot of them are just Dr. Pete, don't be an idiot. Cooper breaking in. Damn, Pete is being an ass. <laughs> yeah. Why are all the men in this episode being assholes? Which valid they were all being assholes oh and then the pants that had the like i couldn't i was too lazy to check what city it was but that um violet was wearing at the end where she was like you were really mean to me the ones with like the city skyline on the bottom of them those were so Mm -hmm. cute i loved those and also proud of her for standing up for herself because that was and it was a very great way of doing it being like you were mean to me that is not okay I will be doing these things for you, but you need to figure this other shit out. Like, I can't be there for that, which I was like, good for you for putting up that boundary because valid. And especially with her storyline from the last episode where she was in that airport and she discovered the abuse between Joanna Gibbs and her husband, just saying, like, is this how it started for them? I won't let this continue. Absolutely. Breaking that. Yes. Yeah. Which, like, that's a huge 
huge piece of the puzzle. Yeah, but that's I not think, saying that Pete would hit her. No, but, but also, also not saying like, that Pete would not hit her. It, yeah, Sheldon says he went to Emerson. I, I was like, we love a musical theater girly. <laughs> yeah, like first like, thought. <laughs> what was his undergrad in that he went on to be a psychiatrist? It's so funny. It's so dear funny. listeners. Emerson is an art school only. Like they have like film composing acting dancing like writing even but like not psychology or pre-med or yeah. biology it's or like anything. emerson college excellence in the arts like that is their tagline <laughs> i had the same thing because i was like it's not like he could have gotten you know like an english degree and something else that he could then move into the medical field but maybe he just got his undergrad in musical theater Tried to make it, couldn't make it, went back to school. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But I caught that too. I was like, oh, we love an MT. Yeah. So yeah. then it made me think because they're saying like went to Harvard, went to Dartmouth. And yeah. I was thinking, well, maybe Brian Benben, who plays Sheldon, actually went to Emerson, but he didn't. He lived and attended high school in Marlboro, New York, followed by two years at Ulster County Community College in Stone Ridge, New York after which he moved to New York City. Interesting. So he didn't go to Emerson. I was like, maybe that's like maybe a callback like a, for the actual Yeah, actor. maybe it was a little cute thing that they added in. Yeah, that's so weird. That's very weird. But yeah, it was like, what? How? It, it was yeah. It was. It was a little confusing for me. Yeah, same. Pete is being so mean and mad to Al- – to, oh my God, Allison. No, Who's this Allison? is not – Well – You'll find out later, Grace, oh, no. but not connected to Addie, oh, really. So many Pete A-names. is being so mean and mad at Addison, but really he's mad at Violet and the situation. He's just, you know, projecting. He's taking it out on everybody. <laughs> he's, yeah. He needs to be taking a nap and some Advil, probably. True. Mm-hmm. Something yeah. Sheldon says to Violet is – that I do think she needs to hear and I think helps where she lands at the end of the episode Mm -hmm. is he says, when you say every shrink thought you've ever had out loud, you become the, I told you so friend. And that doesn't help anybody. Yeah. I really loved that. I was like, Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause sometimes it's just not helpful. (laughs) Yeah. Even if you are right, it's sometimes not the, uh, the right choice to make. Yeah. Yeah, the most helpful yeah. thing at that moment in time. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Especially mm-hmm. depending on how you say it can be more hurtful than helpful. Yes. Violet's being a little bit overbearing, but also not too – like, I don't think she's doing too much. Like, she's not – maybe besides the, like, only drink decaf because he knows that, but, like, prepping his meds for him or, like, yeah, making sure he's okay – being a great caretaker like it's it she's helping him so much because she doesn't have to do all of that but she is because and also like I'm on her side with this he should not be at work he should not be like and sure that made me make me overbearing too but like that is she's concerned for him it's coming out of a place of concern it's not coming out of a place of control I think there's probably some control in but listen 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 my dog had heart surgery when she was a baby. She was on bed rest for six to eight weeks. Yeah. And she didn't have a quadruple bypass yeah. and brain surgery. Like she – not a minor surgery because it is heart surgery, but like – Right. She – a dog 
yeah. has to be on bed rest for that long. I mean, a human just, cannot go back to work in yeah. three weeks. Just logistically speaking, he would still be, if not in the hospital, at least in a rehab center. Like, there's just no way three weeks post-op he'd be, A, walking around the way that he is so comfortably, especially if he had that much surgery. Not even, even if you're in the pinnacle of health, whatever that means, because... Which obviously he's not, because he had a quadruple bypass. Exactly. It's like your body needs time to repair itself, and if you don't give it that time, you're gonna just make it worse and also like your body's not running at 100% so you can't tell me that he's just up and moving boxes like most surgeries you're not allowed to pick up more than 10 pounds like yeah for months all the surgeries that my mom had she couldn't pick up my dog for like a while because we have a 10 pound dog and like it you can't baby Jojo yeah Jojo was like why is why are you not picking me up (laughs) but like it it's because you physically can't without causing stress on whatever part of your body, and especially your heart of all things. Yeah. Come on now. Like, that is, yeah. So that, I think, is also just a little bit on the writers of just being unrealistic. Like, <laughs> Yeah. When yeah. Addison was like, if you pull your heart stitches and bleed out in here, that is going to be my problem. Exactly. She's I like, said, okay, I don't give girl. a fuck, but I'm going to have to pay for that. So, which like, yeah, yeah. if that's the only way he's going to get that information in his thick skull then go off queen but yeah god when i was looking for trivia for i think it was actually the last episode not this one Uh but someone there was like a user review being like finally evil pete getting what he deserves (laughs) and i was like i don't know if i'd go that far because like sure he's not like you know yeah i don't think anybody nicest best human but like (laughs) yeah it's like that's i i always i grapple with that too because like i health stuff is not something you wish on even your worst enemy like i would never wish any type of health issue on anyone a paper cut maybe just because they're annoying but like (laughs) or like i wish you bite your tongue but like i when you get to I that point, you, bite your you know, just like the things that are annoying and still affect you, but not to the point where it's like a life altering thing. Because it's nobody deserves that. No, you know? I always say stub um, your toe. Yeah, stub your toe or, you know, skin your knee. Like, I I don't want you to get a horrible disease. Like, nobody deserves yeah. that. I can think I say that, but I can also think of a handful of people that I would wish that on, but also, like, they're awful people. So it, it, it evens out, you know? Um, yeah. Historical yeah. figures, yeah. mostly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No one yeah. you really know personally um, that yeah, well. Yeah, no, I would never wish that on a average person (laughs) like yeah yeah yeah. you have to be pretty abnormal to deserve that kind of awful 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 situation yeah Mm -hmm. this whole pete coming back to work after this massive thing Mm -hmm. really makes me think of the differences between different the differences in writing between you know people who I hesitate to say men and women because, like, it's not always that. But, like, yeah, a lot of times when injuries or illnesses, serious ones like this, are written into storylines is because the actor is pregnant 
and they don't want the character to be pregnant. So like specifically right. I'm thinking of when Ellen Pompeo was pregnant with one of her children that was in the storyline of Grey's when she gave her father part of her liver. So that gave the actress an excuse when she could still work but was visibly pregnant right. so that she could be in work mm-hmm. so that she could be at work in bed with pillows and blankets so that you couldn't tell that this character was pregnant because her character was not in the place to be pregnant. Right. Yeah. It makes me think of that. So like – Yeah, there's ways around it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times it is like the character is in bed, but like also Kelly McCreary was pregnant in season 18, I want to say, of Grey's. Mm -hmm. And she was off helping her father – in Boston. So she's like, yeah. there was excuses. Or, you yeah. know, carrying stuff to cover a bump. Like there's so Hiding many. Hiding behind. Yeah. Or clothes or costumes or, or just where the person is sitting on the set. Like there's, I think there was a couple things with other, yeah, I can't think of any examples right now, but there have definitely been shows where I'm like, oh, they were pregnant filming that? Interesting. Wouldn't have known. Yes. But then also there's sometimes where you're like, oh, they're not showing her from like boob down. she must be pregnant like that is I've definitely had that where I'm like oh she's for sure pregnant like the way they're filming this yeah but I feel like this storyline I mean obviously with Pete I guess it makes sense with some of the writing that they've put in already Mm -hmm. but it seems like it would be something maybe reserved for somebody who needed to take some time off yeah yeah and they're not writing that in for whatever reason yeah I am curious why because it's not like this was something that you know was a he didn't have like any predisposed conditions that would have caused storyline wise it didn't make sense that this just happened right unless they I'm wrote incorrect. some things in like but, but it oh i'm it hasn't been like a long-term thing he's dealt with it feels more just kind of like oh it's happening now maybe i could be wrong i don't know that's why i'm asking <laughs> correct yeah interesting Sam's style. I was really proud of this one. Oh, yes. Around 25 minutes and 25 seconds, mm-hmm. pineapple guy Jake Riley is talking to Sam at St. Ambrose, and he's in a dark gray suit, and his hair is all gelled and, like, spiky in that very early 2000s way, mm-hmm. which we're not really in the early 2000s anymore in 2011, but, like, Jake's still but there. Still, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's mentally still there. Yeah. 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 Mentally, he's here. <laughs> That's so funny. And he's wearing this navy, this really beautiful navy color button down, mm-hmm. and it's quite open chested. Like they're yeah. working overtime to, to be make like, him he's hot. The, yeah, <laughs> the heart I, I've, the next heartthrob of the, uh, yeah, yeah. I've named him Mick Charisma. Mick Charisma, yeah, he is. He is very charismatic. He always plays very charismatic roles too. It's a lot of C's. Yeah, yeah. McCharisma. 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 <laughs> Although, really, I want to call him Mick Pineapple. I mean, honestly, do it. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here for it. People are going to know what you're talking about, so it doesn't yeah. even really matter. Can you tell me about our guest star spotlight? I can. Um, I wanted to do the spotlight on a couple people, but I picked one. And I should have looked up how to pronounce his last name, but whatever. It's the guy who plays the rich dad who doesn't want to give away the uh, cord blood. Um, Patrick, Uh either Fabian or Fabian. I don't know. So 
Sorry, Patrick, if you stumble upon this episode at some point in your life. All right, let me give you the mini. I basically just copied his IMDb bio, but I'm going to just shorten it. He's from central Pennsylvania, so I thought you would wow. you would enjoy that. Yes. Um, he got a BFA from in performance from Penn State University. Wow. And then an MFA in performance from Cal State Long Beach University, which I thought was very interesting. Cross-country boy. We love a cross-country boy. He has a staggering 158 actor credits specifically on IMDb, not including soundtrack, wow. which I was impressed by because like – I always love actors who can be in a million things and like you might kind of recognize and be like, oh, you look familiar. But if you saw them out in the street, you wouldn't know who they are. But they're just like consistently working actors, which I think is cool. Mm -hmm. He waited tables for a few years, as we all do. And then he got his equity card from the Shakespeare Festival in L.A., which I also thought was interesting. And his SAG card from a shampoo commercial. (laughs) I know. I was just like, how interesting. (laughs) The other like fun things that I just wanted to add, like his credits are crazy. I'll read through a couple of them. But one of my favorites was he played the bad bad guy he's a go-to bad guy apparently he's played the bad guy in a lot of things yeah um including the show i'm just kidding he was not he was totally <laughs> in the right being upset about this um <laughs> but i also would have given the cord blood anyway he plays the bad guy in twitches and twitches too and i was like no way twitches uh yeah. i just watched that that is one yeah. of my i always watch twitches and halloween town and obviously Hocus Pocus. Oh, over Christmas. Yeah. I mean, those are Christmas, And Halloween, not Christmas. Not Christmas Halloween. Halloween. I, I know. I don't know why I said Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So I just thought that was cool. He lives in California now. He's married to a writer-director, so I'm sure that doesn't hurt. Um, <laughs> and they live in L.A. with two daughters and two dogs. So I was like, go off, King. But a couple credits just to throw out there. Um, he's in Better Call Saul, which is the second show that was released after Breaking Bad so I will be seeing a lot of him because I'm going to watch that after Um, (laughs) and he's just guest starred on like literally everything he was on the morning show he was on Lucifer he was on Grey's Anatomy I'm trying to find it he played where did Grey's Anatomy go on your IMDb Dr. Oliver Labax Labakes Labakis Labox I don't know. He did two episodes, season 10 and season 11. Interesting. Yeah, which I thought was interesting. I always love the crossovers Let me look him up. in Shonda, Shonda Land. He was also in an episode of Scandal. He played a senator. Yeah, he's had a very interesting career. He was also in Criminal Minds, <laughs> Hawaii Five-0, Desperate Housewives. So he's been working for a fair amount of time. Hot in Cleveland, throwback to that show, CSI New wow, York, yeah. Rizzolian Isles. The Last Exorcism. Like, he's he's had a pretty uh, pretty good career. NCIS. Oh. Bones. Okay, so. Yeah, no, he's had a great career. Oh, Pushing Daisies. Do you remember Pushing Daisies? I loved that show. Kristen Chenoweth. Yeah. So Queen Kristen. I have looked. Okay, so first of all, his IMDb says he's born. and not His IMDb says he's born in central Pennsylvania. But his Gray's Wiki says he was born in Pittsburgh, just like me and Melissa. Oh, no way. That's so interesting. And so on Grey's, he's Dr. Oliver Labakes, and this is season 10 and 11. He's the private practice, not this private practice, mm-hmm. but like the doctor in private practice, the yeah. pediatric surgery one. How confusing. Who Alex works for for a little bit. 
His aliases are Dr. Butthole, Dr. Poop Shoot, Dr. Rear Gear, Dr. Rump Chump, <laughs> the Sphincter Fairy. <laughs> I think the Sphincter Fairy is my favorite. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I like Dr. Poop Shoot. Dr. Poop Shoot is pretty good. Honestly, a lot of yeah. those were good. Yeah. yeah, he owns a boat. He wants – Alex wants to own a boat, so he wants to work for him because Alex wants a boat. That's so interesting. We didn't have any this person was this person on Grey's Anatomy for this episode. Yeah, so Again. there you go. There's – Thank you. Yeah, there's your this person is this person. And his very first credit was in General Hospital. Look at that. All goes back to the soap. It all goes back to the – it really does, though. I would love to work on a soap, honestly. Yeah. I technically did, but it didn't really count because it was just like a picture. It wasn't like an actual scene or anything, but I, I think it'd be fun. I have a lot of friends who have worked on soaps, and it is wild. You literally get your script night before day of, and you film one take, and that's the take they use, and you just have to be so fast at memorizing and spitting out dialogue. It's it's basically just they're filming a, a play rehearsal, honestly, is what it feels literally. like. Literally. <laughs> yeah. That's another muscle I haven't worked in a while is all the memorization. Dude, I mean, a little I'm bit for so, self-tapes. Yeah, but. I'm so scared to get back into it because it has been a while. I need to go back yeah. through and just start memorizing monologues again and working that muscle out because it is, it is not been worked out in a while. Nope. Um, but yeah, so that is our, that's our spotlight. Very cool guy. Yes, thank Very great you. career. Absolutely. Of course. Watch me like see him on a dog walk today. <laughs> Honestly, like, wait a minute. Be like Patrick. <laughs> is it Fabian or Fabian? <laughs> and then you can just put in. You can put in whichever one is right. <laughs> Here we go. I'll yes. give you a clean one. Fabian, Fabian. There you go. <laughs> oh my hero. Oh, <laughs> All right, trivia. Yeah. This episode scored six point zero six million viewers. Wowza. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Nope. So that's our only actual trivia, but we do have one goof. When Addison and Jake argue in the elevator about Jake liking or not liking Addison, because apparently they're 12 years old, oh my God. Jake leaves the elevator and Addison stands in between the elevator and the floor. The elevator door begins to close and Addison steps back. So this goof says, in real life, the elevator will not close if it senses someone in the way of the door. Now, I lived in New York for quite a while. <laughs> I was in elevators All basically every day. Yeah. Let me tell you that they will start to close. They just won't smush you. Yeah, yeah. You just have to. They'll be yeah. like, okay, it's time. Okay, it's time. Yeah, they'll just, once they hit your arm or leg, then they'll go back. They'll go back. Yeah, but yeah. no, they'll, they'll start again. Yeah. But I, I just figured I'd still read the goof yeah, even though I'm absolutely. goofing that goof. Absolutely. You're goofing the goof. For Mel's melodies, yeah. should we go character by character? Do you have something you want to uh, say right off the bat? What are you thinking here? I, again, just based on how the episode ended of her saying, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. Um, I'll just do like kind of a general. I hope that... I don't even know. I just want everybody to stop and take a second to think about their actions and just be like, am I being crazy right now? I think I am. I want Cooper to stop thinking he's so righteous and holier than thou and and being like, well, it's it's 
to help somebody. So whatever I do has no consequences. And I want, I don't want to say that I want them to break up, but like I voting, like saying how this interaction happened of how much disrespect he had for Charlotte in when she was calling him out for it. I was like, this is not a healthy communication, like relationship in general. Like I, I hope they either talk about it more or they break up. Um, (laughs) Okay. Addison and Sam and I'll throw Jake in there since I'm sure there's going to be something. Uh, It just, (laughs) the way they're setting the show up for, you know, when Sam told Jake that they were dating and Jake did a little, oh, and like, they're just setting up a lot of background of like oh we think probably there might be some flirting or just a weird I don't know if it will necessarily become a love triangle but just weirdness around those three relationships for sure Dr. Pete needs to sit down (laughs) and (laughs) sip on some apple juice and chill for a second um yeah I just want him to stop being an asshole get some therapy I think everybody needs to get some therapy (laughs) um and I don't even know. Like, I just, I, uh, I think he just needs a break and needs to take his health seriously. I, I know it's a stereotype that doctors are like the worst patients, but they really yeah. are. Yeah. And, like, I feel like in every, you know, you are the worst whatever you are. So, yeah, that's him. Violet, I hope she keeps standing her ground with, with Dr. Pete if anything else happens and you know she just keeps keeps on keeping on and getting her stuff done and you know I don't have she wasn't in this episode a ton so I don't really have like a ton to say about her um who else did I get everybody I think you missed Amelia oh Amelia I did miss Amelia oh sweet Amelia I I don't even know. I don't know. I hope that she gets out of self-destruction mode and accepts the help that is that is being offered to her. Um, but I also understand that like she's in a tough spot, but I think that she should seek outward help from somebody not in that. I think they all need to just stop talking to each other about their problems and start talking to therapists rather than making each other like it's just one big group of therapy that's not helping because people have different opinions yeah Madison leading the charge (laughs) yes yes yeah so that's the those are my things that I hope will happen there was one thing that I forgot to say when we were talking about Amelia yeah when we first saw her entering destruction mode, she was drinking very publicly with people out in yeah. public, you know, and, now and then she was having these big house parties mm-hmm. at home, but still with people. And now she's going out of her way to cover to and be like, it. no, yeah. I have my 30 day chip. I'm sober. Like I'm not drinking. And not only is she drinking by herself watching TV, which like I feel like a lot of people do, but like yeah. a lot of people that are not already, you know, at risk yes absolutely yes it's not it that is not the most abnormal behavior finishing an entire bottle of wine by yourself in the the lights off the lights off making it seem like you're not home yeah is a little bit of a signal of i i know what i'm doing is is not great and i don't want to get shit for it but i'm still gonna do it which again like with addiction 
I'm not gonna speak on that too much because I don't struggle with it. I can't even imagine what it would be like. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it is a interesting switch that is flipped sw- in yeah. her of yeah. going from it being very public to being a thing she is I don't want to say shameful of, but very specifically hiding. Exactly. Yes. Specifically hiding. That's yeah. a great way to say it. Thank you for your muses. I mean, absolutely. your melodies. Thank yeah. you for your melody melodies. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Absolutely. There we go. Ratings and MVPs. So <sighs> we've both said God. that like barely anyone is totally likable here and mm-hmm. like deserves this mm-hmm. trophy. Mm-hmm. I picked Sheldon. for watching out for Amelia and trying to advocate for her even though it's a little bit enabling just because he is trying to be there for her in the way that he thinks she will respond to. I agree. I agree. I'm going to do the same pick because it's just everybody else was so – annoying for lack of a better term that at least even though he may be you know wasn't 100% helpful he at least was trying to do it I think out of the goodness of his heart rather than for his own you know gain um whereas everybody else is just doing their own stuff you know yeah yeah but yeah that's really it like I I can't Nobody else was redeemable. Nobody else deserves it. No. Like maybe no. Charlotte for but like she was just standing up for what's right in like the medical profession. Like and you know. Yeah. But outside of that. I was like, do we give it to Carrie Gilbert, our little girl? I mean, honestly, <laughs> yeah. She is the MVP. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Honestly. <laughs> Ratings. My, do you need a second to get yours together? You have it. I think I have it. Mine's kind of similar to yours, but you go first. <laughs> okay. Mine was when you're with friends on vacation and no one wants to make a decision of where to go or what to do. So you're just stuck in this purgatory of indecisiveness. I despise yeah. that part. I'm yeah. just like, okay. And then I want to make the decision, but then inevitably the person who already isn't making the decision is like, mm, I, don't I don't know. Do and I'm that. like, okay, but yeah. I decided. So yeah. let's do something. Yeah. We didn't spend all this money and time and like take off work to come to this place and sit in this hotel room. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like a mid-season episode, even though it's episode two. It really did. Like when I was watching it, I felt like I was so behind on everything because I was like, I this is the second episode of the season why why does this feel like I've missed 12 episodes already yeah I I didn't like that there's no real resolution except for like Carrie our childhood leukemia patient yeah it's like a lot of world building and tension building yeah which is fine but leave that for like I don't know see episode five not second episode yeah that's just a lot it's just a lot to have to like there was just a lot happening in this episode and I know that they have to set stuff up somehow but like maybe pick one thing to set up in this episode not five because they literally were like okay Amelia is drinking again Addison now has another question mark love interest in the thing Pete is doing something Cooper's being unethical like out of character really so yeah that's the other thing too is that he yeah so I'm just like what can we pick a direction we're going first and then decide yeah I just I just 
I can't stop imagining when this cast got this stri- got this script and Paul oh. Adelstein was like, I'm I do what? what? Yeah. It yeah. just seems so out of character Extremely for him. It feels like something Izzy would do. It's Izzy. It's yeah. not Cooper. It's yeah. Izzy. It is extremely out of character. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they're trying to I don't know what they're doing, but they yeah. got to stop. It's I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's really interesting that you said you felt so lost because yeah. I know we have a lot of younger listeners and maybe listeners who don't remember a time without streaming really. And before maybe like the 90s or yeah, like the 90s when the season VHSs came out and you could like just buy them or rent mm-hmm. them from the library and get caught up on the season before, before the new season came out. Like, yeah. And then DVDs, but TV shows, if you go back and think of an I Love Lucy or Andy Griffith show or, you know, the Jeffersons or any of those yeah. shows, you had the characters that you know and they do these things that you expect them to do and like sure like people get married and people move and pass away and like people graduate and do different things but it's still a core yeah you 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 can miss a few episodes and still know what's going on so that is like a a very big change in you know after hulu existed in 2011 but not the way it does today. Yeah, because I, I was going to say, I was like, even before Netflix, but Netflix existed, you know. But it was DVDs, yeah. Yeah, but it was DVDs. So it's, it's you couldn't just like, you know, watch the episode the day after it airs like a lot of us do now. Or yeah. you just, if you missed an episode, you missed an episode. And like, that's why you have previously ons. But yeah, but those don't always fill in everything. Yeah, it is interesting how, yeah. and also, you know, again, with procedurals, I would kind of, in a way, weirdly consider, like, for example, I Love Lucy, a procedural. It's just a comedic Exactly. One, where, like, there's always, you know, there's always, there's, like, the core storyline that's in every episode, but there's always something, something crazy happens that needs to be resolved in the episode. There are a lot of bottle yeah. episodes in early TV like that, but, you know, again, you could not watch a few episodes of I Love Lucy. It, it's also a show that you can watch one episode of, know who everyone is, know what's going on, and enjoy that episode on its own. I don't think yes. you can do that with most modern television. You, no. Unless it's, like, a cooking show. And even then, like, you know, or even, like, the reality TV we have now, it's so contingent on watching every episode that if you miss one, you're like, well... I don't – I know I've done it before where I'll miss two episodes of a show I was watching. I'd be like, ugh, it's too much. I'm not going to continue watching that show because yeah. – which, like, kind of sucks. I understand that, like, you know, it helps to have consistent stories and all of that. But, like, even – you look at, like, the Disney shows that I grew up with, like Hannah Montana. You could sit down and watch an episode of Hannah Montana from any point in the show and be fine. Like, you know the general idea of what's going on. And you can be entertained. There are very few shows nowadays. And it's also different with comedy versus drama. I know dramas are definitely more story-based than most comedies are. But it is interesting to see the change of TV from being able to pick out an episode to where you have to watch everything. And it even goes back to Commedia dell'arte, which is like, yeah, I don't want to say ancient theater, but, no, but you know, yeah. back when... In, in big amphitheaters, there would mm-hmm. be a character that wears a specific mask. Yeah. And even if you were in the back row of that amphitheater, you, you knew that this that one was. mask was the trickster. Right. And this one mask is the love interest. And like. Yeah. 
I Love Lucy, you know that Lucy is going to always be a little bit silly and Vivian's her bestie. Yeah, it's having the basic. And I think maybe, honestly, the difference is the complexity of characters. Because I, you know, I'm not going to say that Lucy isn't a complex character because everybody is, like, people are complex, but... The yeah. the if you just compare Lucy and Addison, like the the depth Huge. that you see of the two are so different, you know. So that might have more to Which do with we it love. than anything else. Yeah, it's just that there's such a depth and such a care for world building and character building and people building that you have to be invested for it to you know make yeah. sense. Yeah. Well, yeah. after all of that beautiful. Yeah beautiful world building and dear listeners i hope you know that we're not like talking down to you it doesn't sound like does it sound like we're talking down to them i hope not i'm so sorry if that is coming off as the way that we are talking we're just talking um yeah because i really hope we're not coming off that way this is just no stuff that i like this is gonna so (laughs) this is gonna live on the internet forever and like yeah maybe forever and in 10 years they'll be like what's netflix yeah yeah, you know, absolutely. so and, and you know, I just feel like it's a, it's we are talking in the time that we're talking, and that's the opinions that we have now, and those opinions can change, but um, yeah, no, yeah. I, I feel like it's important to put context this episode in perspective. Absolutely, right? absolutely, yeah, because yeah. it is very different than what we have seen. Let me yeah. know about your rating. Uh, my rating, uh, it's like. This is a very niche rating, but I'm going to use Santa Monica because that's where where the um, show is set. It's like being at the boardwalk, like at the – there's a boardwalk on Santa Monica, if any of you don't know, that has a, a theme park on it basically and has a bunch of roller coasters and stuff. And it feels like when you're dropped off there to hang out with your friends from like high school or something – And kind of, again, the same thing of, like, everybody's just kind of doing their own thing and making bad choices. (laughs) And, like, that, it just, the chaos of that is what I felt watching this episode. I was like, what's going on? I feel like is the best analogy of just, you know, what is happening. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, that's my rating was I was just, I was confused. So it felt like a carnival that you got lost at. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's my rating. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at BHAB Podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor to be the first to hear future episodes. You can find me at Samantha G. Harris on all social media. And you can find me at Melody underscore Hollis on all social media. If you'd like to support Beach Houses and Babies, please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and sharing with a friend. It really helps people learn about the show and we might read your review on the podcast if we ever get a new rating. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash bhab podcast. On our next episode, we'll be discussing Private Practice Season 5, Episode 3. They're available to stream on Hulu and can be purchased on iTunes, Amazon, DVD, and more. If you have thoughts you'd like to share with us on these episodes, please DM us on Instagram at BHABpodcast 
or email us at bhabpodcast at gmail.com to be featured on our listener mail segment. Thanks for listening. BHAB Podcast will be back in two weeks. TGIT. What, what? Amazing.